0: Welcome to the Incremental Gains Podcast. We're looking at the next chapter in our series of the Incremental Health Audiobook. And today, ironically, is all about podcasts. I think we touched, last week, we touched on what affects our state, our physiology, the language that we use, and our focus we also look at our consumption as well. What are we consuming on a daily basis? So we, we know that physiology, i.e. our breath, our posture, can affect our state. But so too can our physicality. Doing a workout, jumping in a cold bath or a shower. But we're going to discuss today palate. This can really affect our ability to make the right choice in the right frame of mind. I heard Jeff Thompson. For those who don't know who Jeff Thompson is, he's now considered some sort of a guru. He's quite um, spiritual. He's read a lot of text, ancient text of different religions. Very knowledgeable man. But previously, he worked on a nightclub door in Coventry. He wrote a bestseller called Watch My Back about his. His stories of when he worked the doors in Coventry. But he was a prolific martial artist. It's easy for me to say. Various black belts in a number of martial arts. So he tested what he learnt on the doors in the most violent altercations, in the most stressful situations. He learnt what worked and what didn't work. But he spoke recently about the palate of the mind, the information and the influences that we take on on a daily basis. Now, what's the first thing that we do when we wake up in the morning? We reach for our phones. We jump straight onto social media. We may think this is just a way to fill a gap until we we come to, you know what I mean, until we wake up properly. However, we all know that social media, and the majority of it, Is a bit fake, people putting their perfect lives on there. Or at the other extreme of the scale, it's trolling where negativity, it's toxic. So you grab your phone, and I'm guilty of it as well, and we get caught up in the fear of missing out Four more. There was actually a really interesting podcast on um, Greg McKeown, who his brother was on a previous podcast that we did. Greg McKeown written the bestseller, The Essentialist, Essentialism. He did a recent podcast um, with the person, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, who actually came up with the um, acronym for more fear of missing out. Really interesting. But we all, we're all guilty of it, the fear of missing out. We want to know what the latest gossip is, what the next thing is. So we grab your phone, you get caught up in the fear of missing out. And you see everyone's cars, the houses, the lives, the material possessions, the social justice warriors out there, all the different campaigns going on and that's where the comparisons start I haven't got this, I haven't got that how can they afford this holiday, I work the same hours, I can't afford that look how, how they got that car, oh, I think it's about time we changed our car comparison is the thief of joy that's one of the ex-presidents Jefferson comparison is the thief of joy so you've already started the day feeling inadequate. Thinking of what you want rather than being appreciative of what you already have. Comparing yourself to others rather than comparing yourself to the way you was before yesterday. I tend to incorporate other people's habits and try little hacks out until I have something that can be used in my lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with imitation. Sometimes we don't need to invent the wheel. We're all just copying habits or behaviours since the day we were born. We mimic people, our parents, our friends, our idols. There's nothing new left under the sun that isn't copied. Just like music, it can be heavily, heavily influenced by an artist. We put our own spin on it but every song is always going to be made up of the same chords and the same notes, just put in a different pattern. So anyone who knows me will probably know this to be true about me. If I had to put one single thing above anything that is responsible for my changing mindsets over the years, changing the way I look at things, it would probably be listening to podcasts. And you might be sat here listening to this thinking, how the fucking hell is listening to podcasts? Going to change anything. So I went through a few periods in my life where I was in I was in a dark place, and it happened on several occasions. Looking back now, I take ownership of the situation. If I would have had my shit together and I controlled my ego, had a more healthy, healthier ego, I'm going to discuss this in in another chapter. I probably wouldn't have ended up in these situations with jobs on the line, careers on the line, potential criminal records. It wasn't anybody else, it was me. I was the issue. You've got to start looking internally. Jeff Thompson comes out with another cracking phrase called the inner jihad. And it's from some ancient text that he's, he's read, one of the Vedas, ancient Veda texts. But it's called the inner jihad, the inner war. That's the biggest war we'll ever fight is the war inside inside our own minds the energy had now sometimes when you look at a situation and you can't see who's to blame a lot of the times you've got to look inward look at the common denominator of what's involved in that in that situation and a lot of the times for me it was alcohol and me they were the common denominators in certain situations that have happened to me in my life so now I'm aware that I need to look in internally and I look inward. It was me. So I take ownership now of the things that have happened to me in my life. But anyway, I'm straight away from the point. Podcasts help me take control of my shit. Listening to Joe Rogan, listening to London Real, listening to Ben Coomber. All different aspects of your life, health, wellbeing. well-being, Business, mindset, motivation, free content, positive influences, positive messages, but real messages, making you question the stuff that's going on in your life. So they help me question and try and work out how to become better. Not to be better than others, but better than I used to be. Obviously I had a family network around me for support, but they can't be there twenty four seven, ultimately. Like Jocko Willink says, extreme ownership. So the idea behind podcasting is interesting and and Jordan Peterson compared audio podcasting to the printing press of the Industrial Revolution. So you think back, back in the day how important it was to be able to print on paper for newspapers, to be able to get messages out either and everywhere on mass production. Well, the podcast revolution is is a similar idea to that. It's having the same effect. It's a media that is so easily consumed. And the beauty of it is you can do it whilst doing something else. So it's not really time consuming. It also helps that there's no real censorship, although we are seeing that now a little bit on YouTube and um, certainly Facebook and social media, taking down any messages that that look to contradict anything to do with COVID-19 and misadvise. We're seeing a lot of content be stripped down now, so freedom of speech. There is an issue with censorship now on YouTube and stuff like that, but in general there's no edits, there's no real censorship. You can say what you want, when you want. For example, Joe Rogan, one of the most successful podcasts ever, and it sets the standard Really, They are regularly three hours long, and at the moment there's all over like 1,500 shows. It's a lot of information, a lot of guests, a lot of, a lot of food. When we go back to the analogy of the palate, that's a lot of content to consume for your palate, the palate of the mind. Remember before, when we went back to a previous chapter and I spoke about the best way, I changed my mindset to a growth mindset when I was in the HGV driving job. How could I utilize my time better? So I started listening to podcasts when I was driving around in my cab. In the wagon, listening to podcasts. Eight to ten hours a day, listening to this motivational content, free content. So I spent a lot of time listening to other people talk. I spent a lot of time reading. But reading is time consuming. And if you don't enjoy it, I recently had it explained to me that if you read just 20 minutes a day, In three years, that's a lot of book, and a massive investment in yourself. And let's not get it twisted. Any time spent learning or listening or reading with a view to personal development is an investment for life. I think it was Jeff Bezos who said, the best investment you'll ever make is investing in yourself. But you've got to ask yourself the question, is that something that you value? Values are a tricky one. We often think that values are things like honesty and integrity. But well, these are these are social. These are things that everybody should be aspiring to be. They're not just our personal values. Everyone, these are human values. They should be something that we're, we're striving for any, on a daily basis. But what I learned recently is your values will always come down to the way you behave. So your behaviour. So you, if you're always on time, you obviously value punctuality if your house is always tidy, your clothes are always ironed, you're always clean shaven, then you value that cleanliness, you value tidiness, you're almost a perfectionist, that's what you value. You might value the garden, you might spend a lot of time tending to your garden, you value that garden, you value the nature. You might spend all Sunday cleaning your car, that's what you value. Your values will always be shown by your behaviour. It's always interesting now when that's kind of when you look at what other people value, you question like what what is it that I I don't I don't really value that. Like we talk about morning routines, for example. So people have morning routines, and people might meditate in the morning. People might make the bed in the morning. But if you don't value it, if you don't see any value, then you're not going to do it. All oh, that makes sense. It's something I'm I'm. I'm I'm getting my head around at the moment, like the, my values, what are my values? Like I value my health, I value my fitness and training. But for people to get motivated to do these things, if they don't value them, they're not going to do them. And it's about changing the values and beliefs. And obviously that's not an easy thing to do. But yeah, your values will always be determined by your behaviours. So look at your behaviours and you'll see what your values are. But personal development, going back to what I was on about, any type of personal development is an investment for life. And it's an important aspect of mental well-being. A big factor in the ability to be able to look after one another is the ability to be able to look after yourself, self-care. I've used the analogy before. When we used to do um, police tactics courses and we used to um, do procedures against... CBRN training, so that was chemical burn, radiation and nuclear training you will always be told to put your own respirator mask on first before looking to help others the same thing you'll see on an aeroplane on a flight put your own oxygen mask on before helping others so self-care is massive in the mental health space you've got to have your own shit in line before you can look to be helping other people And that comes down to self-care. What is your self-care routine? How are you looking after yourself? How much time are you having on your own, contemplating? Without any distractions, any mobile phones? No YouTube? Maybe just reading with a cup of coffee? Having that mental setback, that mental time on your own? Do you play an instrument? How much time do you spend practicing that as a form of meditation? Taking you away from the worries and concerns and stresses of life? Are you getting out exercising? Are you getting out in nature? How much sleep are you getting? Rest and recuperation? Brilliant quote by Paul Mort. Rest and recuperation are not rewards. They are a prerequisite for performance. I love that. If you want to perform at your best every day and give everything to everything that you're doing with 100% then you're going to need that R&R you're going to need that rest and recuperation if you want to be able to look after your your kids, look after parents look after loved ones, provide for loved ones then that self-care and rest and recuperation is integral it's not a reward, it's a prerequisite powerful stuff So imagine now, let's take the example of 20 minutes a day reading a bit of a book, listening to a podcast, maybe a meditation. Some form of positive influence. Imagine how different your day begins. Compare that to the day when someone checks the phone, gets bogged down in the scrolling of the screen and through the feed. Comparison, comparison, social justice warrior, social justice warrior. Copy and post, tag to a friend, new car, new car, plate of food, plate of food, this holiday, that holiday. Compare that to just reading a bit of a book, listening to a podcast, doing a bit of stretching, a little bit of meditation, some form of positive influence. Imagine how different your day begins. You start to create a different reality, you start to create a different perception, you start to create a different state. You start the day in a different state that'll help you make better choices. And this has took me ages to get my head around and I still fall back into the same patterns. That's why I think journaling is so important. If you're not journaling, if you're not prioritizing your day, then someone else is. And on a weekend, I tend to slack off a little bit. I maybe won't journal. Again, values come down to behavior. Maybe I don't quite value it on a weekend. That's not to say it's not useful, but maybe I don't value it. But what is the thing that I do on a weekend? I wake up and grab my phone and start looking on Facebook and Instagram. And before you know it, an hour's gone by. And you start the day on a bad note. It took me a long time to try and get my head around this. And it's just a work in practice. Just improving, trying to improve to get better every day. Incremental gains. But one book, one podcast, one conversation... One statement could inspire you to take action. And I'm hoping that's what we're trying to do with incremental gains in these audiobook series. I'm trying to tell you the stuff that worked for me, so hopefully it can work for you. Motivation's a funny one. Motivation isn't always going to be there. We can all be motivated to go out and do a walk or go for a run or go in the gym. But the next time you come to do it and it's raining a little bit, David Goggins says it's like kindling. Motivation only lasts for so long. You've got to be driven. You've got to build it into a practice. You've got to build on it every day until it becomes subconscious. And then it can be weaved into the tapestry of your daily routines and practices. Never leave the scene of a good idea without action. How many times have we had good ideas? Yes, I'm going to start doing that tomorrow. What is the one thing that you can do now at the scene of a good idea to take action, to start implementing something? The motivation is there in that scene of a good idea. 20 minutes, half an hour, 24 hours later, that motivation isn't there. If you've not done the one thing to take action, when you get that epiphany, motivation wanes. It sparks. Poof. It's like kindling and then it goes out. Take action. Lots of people have written about the idea that we've been talking about today and high performers have attributed this to the opportunities that have led to the, their success. We know what it's like when you have an epiphany and you decide to do something and you leave it for a bit because you're doing something else and then the idea gets forgotten and motivation has left you and then that little voice inside your head tries to convince you that, oh yeah, it'll be all right, we'll, we'll do it tomorrow. But using some of the stuff we've discussed in other chapters have these counter-arguments reader. treat it like a court of law where you need a defence for the prosecution action is the only answer Paul Moore again been a massive influence to me over the last few months action is the only answer and I know I'm throwing a lot of quotes at you today but these are the the stuff that I've ingrained in my mind that that help me on a daily basis and And again, another quote by Ross Edgler, who's a massive inspiration to me as well. The question, often irrelevant, hard work is very often the answer. So all the people who I've mentioned so far throughout this series, Jeff Thompson talks about our palate. We all know, or we all have an idea of the foods that we shouldn't be eating. Whether or not we still eat them is a different matter, but we know what is good and bad food. However, how often do we actually consider the palette of the mind and the influences and information that we take in on a daily basis? Pardon the pun, but food for thought. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening.